0: Welcome to the Kintsugi Hope podcast. It's great to have you with us. We are joined by some amazing speakers and experts who have experienced, like all of us, life's ups and downs. If you want to find out more about Kintsugi Hope, then please do head to the website kintsugihope.com. Hello and welcome to the Kintsugi Hope podcast. My name is Jess and it's great to have you with us again this month. I've got an amazing guest with me today as we look at the topic of healthy relationships. Um, Justin, why don't you introduce yourself to our lovely listeners?
1: Yeah, sure. Thanks, Jess. Great to be uh, with you. Uh, my name is Justin Humphreys. I am Joint Chief Executive at 318, which is an independent Christian safeguarding charity.
0: Amazing. And you're also an author as well of two books now, I believe.
1: Uh, This is true, yes. So My my first book co-authored with Dr. Lisa Oakley uh, is called Escaping the Maze of Spiritual Abuse, Creating Healthy Christian Cultures. And my second uh, book, which was released um, more recently, is with Simon Barrington and it's called Just Leadership, Putting Integrity and Justice at the Heart of How You Lead.
0: Wow, amazing. So healthy relationships is obviously and healthy cultures and healthy ways of leading is a really um important topic to you based on the work that you do and the the kind of the books that you've written and the work that you champion Um, why have you why is that such a big topic for you why is it so close to your heart and why have you spent a lot of your time looking into that
1: I suppose it's it's similar to many people who, who find themselves in um, maybe slightly unusual lines of work and that it's a combination of personal experience, um, strongly held belief, um, and a sense of calling. Yeah. Um, so all of those things for me coming together in, in one place um, have led me on a very interesting journey to, to get to this point. Um, My background was in uh, children and family social work um, and from their various roles in in local authority and then um, charities and I've now been with 30 on 8 for uh, 12 years, Um, so quite some time. But all of that really sort of... um, given a foundation from my own personal experience really. So um, having been brought up in a, a rather chaotic family environment, lack of security, stability, abuse, and harm, um, adopted then into a, a Christian family, provided with all of those things that, that had been missing to that point. Um, and then having um, experienced the injustice of uh, childhood abuse myself, yeah. um, all of those things coming together um, to, to really give me a, a sense in which what maybe I, I have a contribution to make here and inviting God to take me on a journey and then God reminded me of some things that I told him um, that I'd forgotten uh, and then you find yourself in a job like this.
0: <laughs> That's amazing, so what does, a, what does a day-to-day as a safeguarding charity CEO look like, like what do you spend your time doing?
1: Well, I mean, it's hugely varied. And I guess that's one of the things that I love about the work so much that, that, um, although there are some typical things which are fairly everyday, there are different things which which happen, different people to connect with, different issues to wrestle with. Um, People, whether they be organisations or individuals, um, just requiring um, support, advice, guidance, uh, another person to, to, to share a thought with um, around this whole topic of creating safer places. So the great thing is that, that we have the, the real privilege to walk with um, over 10,000 organisations currently, um, all of whom, um, to some extent or another, are looking at what safer places look like in their context, and, and we just have that ability to help them on that journey to understand what that might be. What are they doing that's great? What are they perhaps not doing that we've seen work well in other places so we can um, help them um, build the bridge and transfer that knowledge. So although much of the work is challenging um, and heartbreaking, frankly, um, it's just such a blessing and a privilege to be a small part of some of that stuff.
0: Mm, Absolutely, yeah. And so, I guess healthy relationships, which is the topic we're going to look at, it's not necessarily like just healthy marriages or healthy dating, which is what we can often think of when we hear that word, Mm -hmm. but actually we have, we all have so many different types of relationship and they all have different things that are associated with them in which they need to be a healthy relationship. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I guess kind of taking relationships very broadly, what would you say are the I guess, top three things that any relationship, whether it's a working relationship or a personal relationship or a community relationship that need to be in place for that to grow and flourish into a healthy one.
1: Wow, just just to to pick a a top three. Well, let me suggest three so I don't forget and then I can come back to them um, and, and perhaps say a little bit more. So trust, respect, and honesty. Um, Those are our three things, which I think are absolutely key, whatever the relationship looks like. Um, If we don't have relationships of trust, um, then actually the quality and the depth of that relationship uh, is going to be lacking. And I think particularly when we're thinking about um, issues that that challenge us in the context of our relationships and and for for the work that we do at 318. Because we're thinking particularly around um, issues of harm and abuse, um, coercion, control, those those sorts of, of things. Uh, if you don't have a trusting relationship within which to discuss those things, then um, they, they are not actually going to find their, their best foundation. Um, respect clearly uh, has to be um, a part of those relationships too i think particularly in the context of a professional relationship but i think in in all relationships frankly um, that, that that respect has to be there and and the respect that's built on a sense in which we have equal value here this this transaction if you like this um this connection that we have is built on two or more people coming together with different experiences different backgrounds different contributions but they are all equally valid Yeah. Um, And then finally, the honesty piece clearly um, speaks into um, both trust and respect, because I think if we ever have a sense that that one one or or more parties within a relationship are not being honest, um, then we don't have a sense that what we are seeing is um, something that's authentic or congruent about that person in terms of what they hold to be um, true in their values, attitudes and beliefs and their actions and words you know, so those three things I think are fundamental to, to the health and quality of any relationship.
0: Mm, Absolutely. And I guess if those things are undermined, or not given space to develop, um, Mm. or not even present in the first place, then that can lead us to not feeling safe, not feeling Mm. like we can trust that other person, like Mm. you've just said. So I think, those are really great things that we can actually strive for to develop in all different relationships that we mm, might have. Mm, mm. I guess moving to the other end of the spectrum, because in order to have a healthy relationship, there are also things that maybe if they were present, they would um, mean that a relationship could become negative or unhealthy. And obviously, um, that's a really tough place to be like, let's just say that as it is like, yeah. whether you have experienced a negative or unhealthy relationship, um, in whatever form, that can be really, really, really difficult to yeah. kind of cope with. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, what would you say the warning signs would be from your professional opinion, but also, I guess, your personal opinion from what you've briefly shared you've been through yourself, that if you were i guess it's easier to spot them in somebody else's life aren't they Mm. Um, And sometimes if a friend opens up to you you can go "Mm, that doesn't sound super healthy um and it's always easier to spot in maybe somebody else's life but what would you say those those warning signs could be justin
1: well again i think that there could be um, quite a few um but i'm always reminded of um you know the guidance that we get from scripture about preferring each other's needs above our own um and when we get to a point where um relationships seem to be one-sided you know rather than um a genuine mutual sharing a give and take a, a, an equal um balance you know that that piece that we were talking about around respect being a um, and a full acknowledgement of, of, um, of inclusion and equality within a relationship. Once that balance starts to, to be affected, we can start to see other issues and difficulties arise. So once the selfishness um, puts um, repeatedly one person's needs over the other, um, that's problematic. You know, and I think we have to be clear, don't we, that, that none, none of us are perfect. You know, we we need to um, challenge that um, myth of homogeneity, uh, as, as um, Lisa and I have discussed it on on many occasions, and and um, found its way into the pages of Escaping the Maze. But you know, nobody is either all good or all bad. We are we are a combination of both. We are we are all fallen people. Um, we are capable of doing great things and hopefully for the most part those things are 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 guided by god and his spirit um equally we are all capable of doing some not so good things and some pretty awful things um, sometimes um so recognizing that we both have that uh, we have that ability for, for both sides within our character um the extent to which we are prepared to accept that um accept loving constructive challenge to behaviours that that, let's say our our partner uh, sees within us Um, and the moment again that we uh, are unable to accept those things or um, we're just completely oblivious to them. Then again, uh, we, we can expect there to be uh, issues that, that arise from that. But I think when we, we think about um, you know relationships that become harmful, unhealthy, um, we have to, to 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 appreciate that there there is both um, possibility for intent, but also for um, some of those things to be unintentional. Um, so we, we are we are often needing to. Um, to operate with grace, uh, to 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 an appropriate um, extent, um, but never let that um, that sense and that extension of grace from one person to another um, happen without an acknowledgement of risk, yeah. without the acknowledgement of aspects of, of, of relationships not being what they ought to be. You know, so we we always have to hold these things in balance.
0: Mm, absolutely, and I guess kind of jumping across to um, where maybe unhealthy relationships have been covered up because Mm -hmm. of, um, you know, saving face or that person being in a position of power, and then not being appropriate kind of whistleblowing policies and procedures in Mm -hmm. place. We're we're hearing more and more about this now, like um, in today's culture of people being really brave, and actually saying 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 10 years ago, four years ago, however, I was hurt by this person or this happened. And they're being given the resources and support they need to be able to speak about that. How can we do you think we're learning from our mistakes in the past as a culture? Or do you think it's just getting harder to hide things because of social media and, you know, paper trails and things being on emails instead of on letters and you know what do you think about that
1: wow uh, I, I, that is one of the the, the biggest questions uh, that the, that we face at the moment Jess. i think um so some pe- people often ask you know it, are we seeing more harm and abuse now than we than we saw you know 10 20 30 years ago or, or is it just a combination of those things that you've um, already described um and I, i'm I just don't know that I have an answer to that question. What I do know is that um, today's society uh, has a greater degree of acceptance in some ways um, that individuals do not always behave well towards others. Um, You know, facing that uh, challenging possibility that people that we believe, we know, that we love, um, are capable of of doing dreadful things. Um, You know, it's it's something which really um, challenges us to our core, doesn't it? Um, And I think we are very much seeing um, a tidal wave, really. That's how it often feels um, of scandals, abuses, coming to the fore um, and we think, my goodness, what, what, what on earth is, is going on? Um, and I think one of the things that I would say about all of that is that, that it, is, it is great that victims, survivors and others are finding voice. Um, what is dreadful is that it, that it takes the degree of courage that it does in order for that voice to be heard. Uh, and that all too often it is is not heard um, to the extent that individuals and organisations will will just um, make the situation even worse through their attempts to try and cover up, to avoid, to obfuscate responsibility. These are really, really difficult issues for for us to grapple with, you know, with church, community and society at, at, at large. Um, so when you ask the question, you know, is there is there improvement, is there change? Well, yes, to a degree, I think there is. But I think we are still often only at the place where we are daring to acknowledge the existence of abuses of power. Um, whether we are always um, fully learning the lessons. Not always so much, you know, because that's the difficult piece, actually. Um, we can hear, see be told about these things and they they may well affect us and they should affect us but whether we're actually prepared to be bold enough to make a change as a result well that that's that's the harder piece
0: yeah absolutely yeah and it takes probably just as much courage from the people that are needing to make the change as well because mm. that requires a huge amount of self-reflection and mm. you know to be in a place where you're like wow I messed up, um I really need to make some changes here um and you know change isn't easy um so that was brilliantly articulated. Thank you. I guess in order to develop honest um trusting and respectful relationships, they all take time, right All of those characteristics and those traits take time to develop um What are like some really simple ways that if somebody's feeling like maybe they've just gone into a new relationship, maybe they've started a new job or they're trying to make new friends or whatever it is, how can you cultivate honesty, trust, and respect in that kind of really new organic way that doesn't feel like awkward, you know, cause it it can feel awkward if you try too hard. So what would you say are some key ways that people can develop those?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's a really good question. Uh, And one of those things that that I've talked about, that the trust um, element. Trust is really difficult, isn't it? Um, And just just as an example, um, new member of team here at 31A, um, I I, I meet um, with every new member of team that that, that, um, joins us and just just to spend a little bit of time with them. And, and, And I was speaking with one of them not so long ago um, and she, she said to me, um, I just wanted to ask you, to, to what ex- extent can I push back on things? Um, how, how, do, how do I know whether that's going to be received well?
0: It's a great question.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, and a, a, a great conversation followed because essentially what she was asking was, um, can I trust you? Yeah. You know, am, am I safe with you? to to push back on things to disagree with you to to bring that constructive challenge you know and of course you know my my reply was totally you know um it's it's all about um team how we come together how we relate to each other the degree to which we feel able to fully contribute you know and let's face it you know we all have rubbish ideas at times you know i have plenty of them Um, And, you know, my colleagues have to say, yeah, great idea in theory, but that's really not going to work or whatever it might be. You know, even Churchill, you know, he said for for every one good idea I have, I have 10 bad ones. But anyway, the the bottom line is, um, do do we create that trusting environment? Do we um, do we invite those people that that we are either in relationship with or wanting to be in relationship with um, to to be? Open and honest with us, um, but to bring um, honest, can hopefully constructive um, challenge in a respectful way. So, are we creating the environment ourselves? Are we modelling what we hope to see? You know, so as our parents would probably um, always tell us, you know, treat others in the way that you would expect to be treated. Mm-hmm. Um, so, modelling it is is also um, important. Um, you know, thinking about how, how do we recognize for ourselves whether in fact the ways that we behave and the ways that we um, relate to others come across in the way we think they do. Mm. And are, are they helpful? Are they wholesome? Do they do they build people up rather than bring people down? Do mm-hmm. they give them a sense in which they are safe and trusted or, or something different? You know, so the degree to which we can self reflect and learn about ourselves. Um, helps us then to, uh, to hopefully show others it's okay actually mistakes are okay we're not always going to get it right um, but let's work on this together you know this is joint effort
0: mm, I love you know, that.
1: whatever kind of relationship we're in
0: yeah absolutely absolutely and I love that because that's so it, it allows time for growth as well like yeah You don't have to get it perfect to start with. Mm -hmm. And actually, any relationship, as we said before, takes time. And we're all on this process. And I love the fact that your colleague felt um, safe to ask that question. And she was also asking, how honest can I be with you? Like, can you take it? Or do I need like withhold some things? And You know that could have been because maybe in her previous job or what she had a situation where maybe that wasn't received maybe in yeah. the right way and you know yeah. um, yeah. so she's learned from that and she's brought that to your Absolutely. workplace so.
1: and and that that you know coming back to learning uh, again um, you know for me um, giving that open invitation was part of my own learning um, it's something that I, I reflect on in um, escaping the maze. I remember a conversation when I just started a new job and um, I asked my new line manager about why we did something the way we did something and might, might it work better if we did it like this. And the response that he gave me at at that point has stuck with me ever since he said to me, we don't do bright ideas around here. Oh dear. Um, And I remember that to this day and I remember how I felt. I felt devalued, I yeah. felt crushed, I felt insignificant, I felt like my, my perspective was irrelevant. So you get to those places in life, don't you? Where you think, I'm not gonna be like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know? So I think we all have the opportunity to learn um, and it does take time.
0: Absolutely. Wow. Thank you, Justin. that has been a really helpful conversation. And if people want to read any more about your journey in either of the books, where's the best place for them to buy from?
1: Um, all good bookstores, as ever. Um, <laughs> yeah, so they're probably both published by SPCK. Um, I'd perhaps encourage you to um, get them from somewhere like Eden, uh, yeah. if you can. Um, but yeah, they're, 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 they're widely available so yeah please do get a hold of one you can come to us and get one if you like and i think often we're doing package deals on them so yeah.
0: lovely brilliant thanks justin it's been a really great conversation
1: yeah it's been a pleasure jess thank you
0: thank you so much for joining us at the kintsugi hope podcast it's been great to have you with us if you want to find out more about this amazing charity that creates safe and supportive spaces for those that are experiencing social isolation or poor mental health then do check out the website kintsugihope.com we'll see you on the next episode